settle down in your armchair. Blandy's back for the Whistleblowers podcast with Brendan Bowers. It's 100% the sport you love. Brendan Bowers, hello. Hello, Andrew Bland. How are you? Very well. Welcome to our weekly podcast on all things Sport Fraser Coast. We'll chat about what has been happening with Aussie sports people, teams overseas, while catching up with our national and local sports as well. And each week we feature a local sports person or administrator as we dig a little deeper into what they've been up to or what is happening in sport locally. Well, get it underway, mate. Overseas sports. Uh, what about uh, the former NRL player, Jordan Malata? He's about to play in a Super Bowl. Absolutely. The big offensive tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles is off to the Super Bowl in two weeks. Could you believe it? A couple of years ago, he was playing under-20s for the Rabbitohs, and look at him on the biggest stage in the world. Is that right? So how long has he been with the Philly Eagles? I think it's three years now. Yeah. He's um, certainly a big lump of a man. Oh, boy, I wouldn't want to uh, get anywhere near him, to be honest. Now, he was integral in getting the team home. I know they won easily in the end, but he did some, some major defensive work, didn't he? Look, he's been going very, very well for the last couple of years, and uh, Jalen Hurts is having a great season thanks to his protection of Jordan with Jordan Malata. Mm, I wonder what sort of dough he'd be on there. A lot more than you and I. Yes, well, that goes without saying. That wouldn't be too hard, would it? But uh, the uh, former South Sydney Rabbitoh and Canterbury Bankstown player Jordan Malata. We we do support the uh, the Philly Eagles as they take on the Kansas City Chiefs. He's the third Aussie to play in a Super Bowl and if I think they win he'll be the second to play in a successful team. Yeah, there's a few. Look, either way, with that game yesterday, we were going to have an Aussie in the Super Bowl. Aha! Okay. So the San Francisco 49ers had a punter. Oh, right. WA punter was over there, Mr. Wiskowski. Okay. We're pretty big on the punters too because obviously with Aussie rules, I guess, a lot of the ex-big kickers in in the game – you know, try their hand. Yeah, Ben Graham led the charge over there and he's still doing a great job teaching all the young kickers going over. So um, there is an Aussie invasion. And who are you going to tip? Uh, I've got to go over the Philly Eagles because uh, yeah. one of my favourite shows is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I don't know whether you've ever <laughs> seen it, have you? I have, but I thought that could be Mr. Bradshaw's team, the Eagles. So I thought you were just... No, 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 no. I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, yeah, purely because of that TV show. <laughs> I've got to be honest with you. Uh, look, moving on, congrats to our Australian Open doubles pair. Uh, Jason Kubler and Rinky, how do you pronounce that name? I don't know, but oh. I'm going to go with... Hijikatata. Oh, well done. Yes, that'll do. Uh, what an amazing... What, they got a wild card in. Absolutely. And they went all the way through and won it. How good. That is amazing. I mean, I wonder if that's ever been done before, to get a wild card and then go on to win I a Grand Slam title. I don't know. But look, they had the special K last year with Kanakis and... His mate, mm. but uh, I wonder what nickname we're going to give these people. The special case, I don't know, Kubler, and uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But anyway, um, and they went about their business, and uh, unlike other players, I guess, who have reputations for for being bad boys, uh, they just went about it, and uh, we were all supporting them. Absolutely. That was huge. It really was. And look, Novak Djokovic, uh, whether you love him or hate him, uh, it's an incredible achievement to rack up 10 Australian Open championships. Absolutely. Look, you know, again, he does polarise people, but to 10, 10 wins, wow. It's and incredible. Make, and make it 22 overall. Yeah, he's equal now with, uh, with Rafa. 
And uh, you'd think he's got a bit more in the tank too. I'm not sure Rafa has. Yeah, I think Rafa is running empty, running on empty, and I think uh, Djokovic will grab another couple. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, have we seen the new female star of tennis, Anya Sabalenka, winning her first Grand Slam? Yeah, she defeated Elena Rabakenka and was the toast of Melbourne. And uh, you, I think she is the future. I think we're going to see her around for many years to come. Yes, yeah, she's been touted for some time as being uh, a superstar. She's had maybe more mental problems, I, I guess, with perhaps they're saying having the yips with her serve. Uh, who doesn't? Let's be honest. But now she's broken that barrier, uh, you would think there's a few more Grand Slam titles on the way. Absolutely, and it'll be, it will be wonderful to watch her in action. Yeah. Uh, the Brisbane Heat uh, won, win away from the Big Bash final after defeating the Melbourne Renegades on Sunday night. Uh, how do you feel about, what, 60-odd games in total being played? And look, it's been great for the Heat, but you get into a final against Sydney Thunder there in Sydney, there's some rain, it gets called off. Uh, the Duckworth-Lewis system comes into play and the heat get through, but you wouldn't be happy if you were the Thunder, would you? No, no. And look, that's something that cricket have had in all different levels and uh, look, they understand it and they accept it. I personally think it's a bit of a bit of a washout, if, they, if you want to pardon the pun. Mm. But, uh, you know, good luck to the heat. Who would have thought at the start of the competition they would actually be featuring in the finals? Yeah, well, they had a slow start. I went and saw them, uh, gee, it must have been just before New Year's at, at uh, Metricon, and they played the Sydney Thunder, and uh, they were, you know, I think they had one player perform that night who nearly saved them, but they looked like the boy who fell out of the boat. Yeah, but in saying that, who can forget the Thunder's great innings in one of the first well, games? Well, 15, dismissed <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't read about it. Well, we did, actually. We saw it. It was a disaster. How do you feel about players coming back? And I'm talking about the likes of Steve Smith, Usman Kawaja, Marcus Labashan, come back in after test duties into these sides. Uh, I know their quality, but they're pushing others out. And now they're not there for the finals. Look... I personally think it's great that they come back. They are the best cricketers and they should be able to play at all levels. I do understand what you're saying about pushing out the young players, but these young players have the chance now against the Sydney Sixers this yeah, week. In the final. Uh, yeah, and uh, look, good luck to... Uh, I gather you're a Brisbane Heat fan. Oh, well, they are a Queensland team. They are a Queensland team, that is true. Speaking of uh, Queensland, Harvey Bay's... Beth Mooney, what a legend of women's cricket. Named the Belinda Clark medalist uh, for the second time as Australia's best female cricketer and picked up the one-day International Player of the Year as well. Yes, announced last night and well done to Beth. What a great advertisement for um, female cricket and also for regional female cricket. She came through the pathways here at Harvey Bay and look at her go. She's inspired a lot of female cricketers in the region. Uh, she certainly has, and has done it the hard way too. Of late, of course, she had that injury. She had plates inserted and uh, had to be fed through a straw. And she was still out batting. <laughs> still out there batting. And uh, good on uh, Harvey Bay's Beth Mooney. Uh, we're so proud of her, aren't we, really? We certainly are. She's one of many sports people around the region that are doing grand things on the bigger scale. It'd be great to get her on the uh, the show one week. Oh, you never know, Blandy. Pull some strings, boy. Pull (laughs) some strings. Okay, what else is happening? Well, let's not forget Steve Smith, who won his fourth Alan Border medal. Yes, there is that. Yes, uh, he's now tied with Ricky Ponting and Michael Clark. 
Dave Warner came third. I know he had that magnificent innings of 200. It was sensational, but he came third for the entire year as the player of the series. Come on. I don't know. No. Brady. I've got nothing. Okay. All right. Uh, many have said that. Uh, now, in netball, the Diamonds win the seventh quad series and defeated the Silver Ferns 56-50 to go through undefeated. So well done. Yes, well done to the the, the Diamonds. Uh, a lot of controversy in the late part of last year, but uh, obviously they've put it behind it, behind them, and they're going on. Now, in hockey, things. what a uh, a bit of a tragedy this was. Uh, boy, oh boy, we're up, what, with... Not much time remaining, and I'm talking about uh, the Kookaburras in the Men's Hockey World Cup final against Germany. I mean, you could have blown the whistle. She was all over, and then suddenly we're down. 3-2 are up, and down we go 4-3. Heartbreaking. Within, what, two minutes they score those? Not long at all. No. Uh, anyway... I don't know. Let's move on. Uh, the Brisbane Roar, too, disappointing 4-0 down to the Newcastle Jets on the weekend, sitting 10th spot on the ladder, only two points out of the top six, but, gee, they're not looking like it, are they? No, look, yeah, it's hard to get a gauge on a lot of the teams in the A-League at the moment, and uh, as I said, they're only um, a couple of points out of the top six, but, uh, oh, geez, it looks tough for them. And, uh, Brendan, part of our podcast on a weekly basis is chatting up with locals who are prominent in the uh, uh, sporting industry here on the uh, Fraser Coast. And today we're lucky enough to have Brian Harrow-Harrington to talk about the big triathlon event we have happening this week. Uh, Brian, hello. Yeah, how you going, guys? Uh, it's great to, um, you know, be on the podcast and um, it's great to see we're promoting the wonderful Harvey Bay. Welcome, Harrow. And uh, let's talk about what's happening this week. Yeah, so we are, again, for I think this is our 13th year consecutive that we're running the Queensland school, State Schools um, Triathlon and Aquathlon Championships in Harvey Bay. And we've got a rough, roughly about 700 athletes arriving on Thursday and then uh, race days are Friday and Saturday. So it's going to be huge. And then we're obviously from that going to pick our wonderful Queensland teams and then head off to Tasmania in about five weeks. <laughs> so, Harrow, what does it mean to have an event like this come to Harvey Bay? Oh, I think it's just wonderful. I mean, we know February is a pretty quiet time um, in Harvey Bay for all our accommodation, etc. But to get these people here and, you know, we've had so much support for our wonderful council um, to get this up and running because it is very, very hard to close roads, mm. um, you know, anywhere across the state. And, you know, especially like we couldn't have it at the Gold Coast. We've tried, but they will not close roads on a uh, weekday. <laughs> and who <laughs> likes to do that? So, Harrow, you're yes. obviously busy organising it. Uh, what yep. What goes into a week like this? Oh, it starts the year, the day after we um, complete last year's. Um, we set up the the, uh, the new times of what we're going to do, and then it's a lot of work between our um, Queensland Triathlon Executive Committee um, to prepare this and obviously working towards road closures with our police, all the um, permits for our council, and then obviously finding many of our wonderful volunteers to support the event, because to close a road closure is a massive thing over a five-kilometre course, and... Yeah, so but I'm sort of used to it with the doing the um, obviously work with the Harvey Bay Tri Club with the Hundy, et cetera. But yeah, it's sort of a different scenario when you've got school kids instead of adults competing um, with road closures and, you know, the safety is our number one priority. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you are, in fact, a school teacher outside of the triathlon scene, aren't you? Yeah, I've done 30, oh, what's that, 38 years straight. And uh, yeah, I'm getting close to that 60 year age to retirement. But uh, yeah, I've done this a long time. Been in, obviously in triathlon for around about 34 years and obviously competed back in the old days with Noosa and still are now. But 
yeah, I love the sport, and then you know I've coached for over thirty years now with um you know many great athletes to come out of Harvey Bay. And you still keep pretty fit yourself. Uh, I try to. I try to. I'm not as fit as I used to be, as but yeah, finding the time with you know between school and obviously the the stuff I do outside in the community is a you know challenging thing. But you know my priority is look after the kids. So Harrow, we've had uh, Matty Hauser come through, Toby Powers, and now what is it about Harvey Bay that creates all these great triathletes? I don't know, mate. We've had like I think thirteen. I think it's up to thirteen national champions, and you know, obviously with Matt, Matt, you know, world champion, and then obviously to the Olympics and Commonwealth Games, success. I think it is the area and the kids. If you get a good bunch of kids together and they're training and they're working towards similar goals. And, you know, way back in the Brooke Willis's days and Christian Wilson, this is way before, you know, young Matty Hauser, um, they've had so much success and people like Matt looked up and said, hey, I can do that too. And it sort of built a really, really good um, triathlon culture within the um, Harvey Bay and Wide Bay community. It's got some wonderful athletes coming from Bundaberg, got some great coaches around the area now, which is fantastic. So when can we get out and watch these athletes on the road? Or on the yeah. water this week? Yeah, well, the road closure is at 5.30 starting Friday morning. Our first race is our seniors, which is at 6.15. And then within an hour later, we have our intermediate age groups. And then an hour after that, roughly an hour after that, we have our juniors. And then we hit the aquathlon scene on Saturday and then relay races on the Saturday from 5.30, basically. So it's going to be a huge two days. and. <laughs> Um, we've got multi-class athletes too. It's, I think we've got 13 multi-class athletes oh, this year. So we're trying to stuff. work to, you know, get these kids to our Paralympics and that in the future. We've got a first year. We've got a uh, one of our blind students is on a tandem bike this year with a with a carer, exactly like you saw at the Commonwealth Games, and first time we've ever done it. So we're you know really trying to push the boundaries. But obviously, as I said, to you, safety is the most important thing for um especially being a teacher. <laughs> yeah, right. absolutely. I pulled a hammy just talking about all this. <laughs> yeah, stuff. me too. Uh, <laughs> hey, mate, thank you so much for your time. Uh, yep. We wish you all the best for the weekend, and uh, thanks for being part of the Whistleblowers podcast here on the Whistler yeah. app. That's awesome. And you make sure you give that um, Bowers a hard time, okay? Oh, always, mate. <laughs> love, love you, Harrow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys, thank you so much for chatting, and um, yeah, have a great day. All righty, we better move on to uh, to local sport, Brendan. What's been happening? Well, on cricket, it was a big weekend of cricket. Uh, on Sunday, we had the last round of the Good Child Shield, and uh, the Fraser Coast faced up against Gympie, and I am pleased to say that Fraser Coast were victorious. Woohoo! Uh, Gimpy lost regular wickets throughout their innings with only three batters reaching double figures. Um, and our bowlers, Luke McGenniskin, three for 19, and Justin Froling, three for 37, uh, tore through the Gimpy team. And in reply, we finished on two for 143 with David Lever top scoring with 53. Not a bad effort. Now, in the other match, uh, Bundaberg hosted South Burnett with both teams knowing whatever the results would meet in the upcoming final. Yeah, South Burnett were dismissed for 103, and uh, Bundaberg turned the match into a very tight affair and actually went down by a run in the 36th over and were dismissed for 102. Okay, now in uh, Fraser Coast, senior cricket, the Bushies' goal did not lose a wicket as they chased down the Cavendish total of 140, finishing on no wicket for 141. It's not a bad effort, is it? No, no. You must be must be good to sit back and watch the, your, your openers go out and do the job <laughs> for you. But congratulations to Lewis Williams, 69 not out, and Curtis Everett, 57 not out. Jared Lassie taking four for 36 for the Bush Rangers when they uh, bowled. 
And a, but a bright light for Cavendish was the innings of John Cosmetis, the old veteran with 54. Ah, good on you, mate. Hey, you still got it. Now, Bushies uh, Blue also won over Cavaliers. Cavs were 7 for 124 with the Bushies finishing 2 for 125 with David Lever hitting an 84 uh, from just 70 balls. Good effort. Absolutely. And in Maryborough, Osrocks battled Grammar's Tanana. Osrocks making 115. Buddy Farrell taking 3 for 12 for Grammar's. And it was an easy chase for the Grammar's Tanana, who made it with one wicket to spare at 9 for 117. But what about these figures? Len Nolan. Five for 26. Yeah, not bad. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, swimming. The Harvey Bay Aquatic Centre was a buzz over the weekend with swimmers from around the region converging on the bay to post qualifying times for upcoming events. Yeah, state championships, Y Bay championships, school sport championships, they're all there qualifying. Uh, it was a fantastic meet with over 217 swimmers aged from 5 to 35 attending. And uh, great job by the Harvey Bay Swim Club and the Fraser Coast Swim Club who were there working together. Good stuff. Now, softball, Maribyrnong women, tell us. Uh, in Maribyrnong, Sparks Hine 13 defeated Inca's Mercury 2. Aztec All Blacks 11 were too good for the Aztec Phoenix 7. And in the men, Inca's Warriors 12 defeated Spark Redbacks 11. So, big day. Big day indeed. Now, cycling, uh, just quickly, the first round of the Wide Bay Quit Cycling Series began on Sunday. There were some great junior and lower grade racing. Yeah, unfortunately, the A and B grade races were called off halfway through due to a medical emergency, mm. so we wish everyone involved speedy recoveries. Okay, then. Hey, Brendan, there is so much going on, it's really hard to cover everything, is it not? Although I think <laughs> we've done a pretty good job. Oh, we're getting there, Blandy. We're getting there. Okay, as discussed earlier, we have a big week with the school's triathlon and aqua, aquathlon. I can't even say the damn word. Aquathlon. 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 On Friday and uh, Saturday, and there's been so much going on. We look forward to uh, to the weekend as well. There's plenty happening. Absolutely, Blandy. Okay, well, there you go. That's our first ever uh, Whistleblowers podcast on our listener app. I hope you've enjoyed it, folks. And, uh, Brendan, you've done very well. Oh, well, I'm going to go home and have a nice bath now. <laughs> I'll do that. We'll catch you next week. Now that you're up to date, don't forget to add us to your favourites to keep it that way. The Whistleblowers Podcast.